Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning, PT. With Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Friday morning in the Ty Boyd studio. Going to feel like a Wednesday because our next guest joins us every Wednesday, but then stories happen, and we have to uh, activate the bat signal and uh, lure Teresa Payton for an extra segment. Teresa Payton on a Friday morning, Fortalist Solutions, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Bo. You know, that's the thing. It's like, Teresa's here with great news. That's not what happens when I come back on a second time, but uh, we'll try to unpack what's been going on this week. Well, the fact that you came on with us on a Friday, you never you never disappoint, so we appreciate it. Teresa, let me set this up, uh, and it's an odd situation. We were sort of just joking about this a few minutes ago because this was breaking while we were on the air yesterday, and uh, it's not one of those stories where you can say, hey, if you're having issues, give us a call. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, if you're having issues, you couldn't call us. Right. Before we get uh, Teresa's response and what you found out uh, in the hours since, uh, let's get a recap on this. Uh, Fox's Ashley Strohline. So AT&T confirmed the outage, including some customers on other networks like Verizon and T-Mobile, who attempted to call AT&T customers. Now, many users reported their phones were stuck in emergency SOS mode for hours, preventing them from making calls, sending text messages, or even using cellular data. Republican Marco Rubio warning on social media that the outage affecting tens of thousands of Americans pales in comparison to what a potential China cyber attack would look like, saying it would actually be 100 times worse, and it won't be just cell service they hit, it will be your power, your water, and your bank. The bulk of the issues were reported in major cities like Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, and Los Angeles. AT&T put out a statement that they took immediate action, and then businesses like Krispy Kreme did whatever they could to help calm down some customers by offering free glazed donuts. It is still unclear what caused the widespread disruption for over 70,000 customers, and the investigation is ongoing, although experts say it does not appear to be a cyber attack. Customers posting on social media, however, saying they want to know what really happened and call the whole experience sort of frightening. Okay, Teresa, so that's a, a, a backdrop of, uh, of where we've been the last day or so. And AT&T is getting the headlines, but T-Mobile, Verizon customers having issues yesterday. Uh, what do you know about this uh, as we talk about it on a Friday morning? Yeah, it was very interesting. So so here's a few things we do know from the um, early point in the investigation is they were actually experiencing some rolling issues earlier in the week. Um, I had a lot of people calling me um, via using like Wi-Fi um, calling and messaging me and asking me what my gut was telling me on this issue. And I said, you know, you never rule out cyber until you do the investigation, but this feels like either a major hardware failure or some type of release of software into production has really messed with the routing tables. We'll see. Um, They will certainly have a swarm of both law enforcement officials and regulators looking into what happened. Candidly, I'd like to see a little bit more on the proactive side to say, what are you doing to make sure 
if there is a catastrophic event due to a mistake made, bad software, bad hardware, or a cyber incident, how quickly can you recover? Let's be clear about this. It was roughly a 12-hour outage yesterday. Now, for some of us, that's inconvenient. For some businesses, they lost productivity. But for people who were trying to call 911, this could have been a life-threatening situation. So we have to do better on our critical infrastructure. I was talking about port security yesterday. We also have a healthcare issue right now where some prescriptions are going to be delayed and being filled. That particular incident, law enforcement officials are not commenting, but the healthcare organizations involved are saying it is a cyber incident and they believe nation state operatives are involved. Now, see, this is what makes, um, I think, a lot of people feel uneasy. And certainly, as you heard in that report, Marco Rubio's tweet yesterday also shined light on the fact that if there were a large scale cyber attack, um, a la, you know, the movie that was out of the book that was based on the book, um, Leave the World Behind, what that would mean for people because we rely so much on this technology and we've gotten rid of things like payphones and landlines and the things that might have been accessible to people if they had an emergency. Those things aren't as easily findable. So as as Marco Rubio pointed out, what kind of safety nets are we putting in place or can we put in place or is it even possible to put in place if if a, if a bad actor tried to attack us on a large scale and how how long would it take to to get things up and running again yeah so this is where for everybody listening both on your personal side and at work you want to make sure you have a digital disaster playbook so you want to ask yourself if my phone lines are down do I have an alternate form of communication? If the internet is down, is cellular up? Do I have landline service? Do I have multiple providers? And so these are all questions that everybody should be asking themselves, having a conversation as a family, like if this were to happen again. Look, this happened two years ago in Canada. So Rogers Communications is to Canada what AT&T and Verizon are to the United States. And they were out for 19 hours for both internet and mobile. Um, so that, that was like a huge situation for Canada two years ago. So we know that systems will fail us. So what is the backup plan? And, and, and it could be anything from, hey, we have a waypoint we will meet at if, if you know, things are really bad. Um, it, it can be something as simple as, hey, if the internet is down, is cellular working? If it's not working, do we have other options to access uh, communications? So those are all things that we all need to be planning for. I mean, and Beth, to your point, redundancy in the system is important. But what I've learned over the years in managing these really complex technology systems is even the vendors themselves don't understand if there are single points of failure. We had an issue, and this is uh, over a decade ago, we had an issue where we thought we had five different paths of communication, ironed out, had schematics and everything, and then a big old backhoe ended up um, severing part of a major trunk that all of the internet services providers were using, and it and it didn't matter, and, and nobody knew they had that single point of failure until the moment of the single point of failure. So I, I just say to everybody, no need to panic. Let's have a plan. Let's practice the plan and just be ready for the next one. Does it mean that we need to have like cash on hand at all times just in case? I mean, if the internet is down or if the a cyber attack affects, I mean, everything is digital now. People don't even get you know paper bills in the mail anymore. It seems like a, a huge overreaching cyber attack could shut down everything. 
Yeah, I don't think it hurts to plan to, again, like you said, Beth. So, I mean, my, I grew up with my great grandparents saying to me, like, you should tuck cash everywhere you are. Don't trust credit cards. Don't trust. So, you know, I grew up with great grandparents who kind of instilled in me always have this backup plan and always, you know, just, just be ready when sort of the big systems fail. And so I don't, I don't think anybody needs to panic and stash cash in their house because, you know, I don't want people to be victims of burglaries, but it doesn't hurt to say, you know, if cellular is down, then I might be not be able to do my mobile payments. Do I even know where my credit cards are? And do I have cash on hand in case I do need to make important purchases? So I, I like your line of thinking, Beth, because that is the line of thinking of, okay, if my primary way of conducting transactions in my personal and work life is not available to me. What is my backup plan? And a great backup plan, I know for young people out there, you're like, what's cash? But a good backup plan, like you said, Beth, is to have access to cash. You know, I was just looking up the numbers as we were talking about this. Uh, uh, As best I can tell here, around 27% of people uh, still have landline phones. And 19% of people actually use landline phones. So it's one thing to have one, but then there are probably a lot of people who have it and use it just sparingly. Uh, I still have a landline phone, uh, honestly, because I I do some radio interviews at home, and it's a better-sounding connection. So I maintain that, but that's the only time I ever use it. And I wonder, uh, you know, I mean, some people may not even realize you can have a landline anymore. But do you recommend, do you have one, and do you recommend people still keep one because of things like this? Uh, yes, and yes, if you can get one. Not all service providers are offering the yeah. landlines. Um, but, you know, and again, if you're all cellular right now, you can, if you can't get access to a landline, you can talk to your internet provider and ask them on the broadband side, can they provide you a voice over IP mm-hmm. telephone line? So it may not be the same as having the landline because it's internet-based, but it's not cellular-based. So there, there are some different ways. Like, Beth and Bo, you're walking through just the perfect scenarios of how people can think about this, and it doesn't have to bust your budget, and it could be fairly simplistic. You don't need to be an engineer to put these methods in place to make sure you always have a backup plan if your primary source of communications or accessing funds is not available. Okay, Teresa, thanks for coming on uh, on, a, on a different day on short notice. But, you know, when these stories happen, uh, you're our go-to person, and uh, we appreciate it so much. Well, one of my favorite places to be is with you and Beth, Bo. So I hope you both have a fabulous weekend, and be safe out there.